Thank you, Marcia. Good morning, all. Wonderful to see all of you online. Um, please allow me just to echo welcoming um, all of you joining us today. So um, welcome to all our usual guests. Bavinda, welcome. Any, my sister, welcome. Ghana man, welcome to you. Um, Dawn, um, it's great to see you online again. Welcome, Jadiel. Uh, my sister, Shirley, welcome to you. Ken, it's good to see you. Thanks for joining. Malcolm, I can see you online. Welcome. My mum, welcome, mum. Good to see you online. Um, Ruggy, welcome. Paula, uh, Rebecca, welcome. All of our guests, it's good to have, see you online. Nick, also good to see you. Welcome. But welcome to every single person. It's always good to say, uh, you know, good morning and welcome to everybody. It's great to have you online. Um, thank you again for joining us. What I want to do right now, I just want to pray. And I want to get into this word that God has in store for us this morning. So just uh, join me in prayer um, as I uh, begin. Heavenly Father, we thank you for the privilege of being able to hear your word. Your word says that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. This morning, we want to grow in faith as we hear your word. And we pray, oh God, that Lord, as we hear your word, that Lord, you will draw us closer to you, that you will help us in our relationship with you to see ourselves the way that you see us, to live our lives the way you want us to live and to be the children of God that you who ordained us to be. I pray you will use me as I share this word, O oh God, and that the words I speak will go right into the hearts of your people and draw every single person close to you. So Lord, I say, be blessed and be glorified and we thank you for this time. Be with each person in their homes or wherever they are, God, to help them to receive your word today. We thank you and we praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Um, once again, good morning. In fact, I realized I didn't say good morning to Anita and Daniel. I think I saw you online as well. So guys, welcome the Daniel family. Welcome this morning. Okay, well, this morning I want to share, um, was almost a continuation of, of a word that I shared the last few times. So those of you that have been uh, joining us the last maybe a few months or so when I've been sharing, um, I've been sharing about um, aspects of the Holy Spirit. And the interesting thing about um, this whole series of me talking about the Holy Spirit is that when I finished the last time, I, within myself, felt, okay, that's enough. Let me find another topic. I prayed and I said, Lord, what do you want me to share? And even though I felt that, you know, I should look for something else, the Holy Spirit very clearly said to me, no, you've not finished. You need to continue speaking on the Holy Spirit. Um, and I was like, okay, well, if that's what you're saying, Lord, then that's what I'm going to do. So, and it ties into what I'm going to share because, uh, the title of what I'm sharing today um, is another aspect of the Holy Spirit. The title is, the title is Kingdom Disciples. So we're all, all the words um, in relation to the Holy Spirit that I'm sharing, they're all about being a kingdom disciple. But the full title is Kingdom Disciple, the need to train your, your human spirit to receive help from the Holy Spirit. It's quite a long title, but I'll say it again. The, the need to train your human spirit to receive help from the Holy Spirit. Now, don't worry, I will, all of this I will explain uh, what it is. Now, the truth is, in 2021, this year, last two years have been very, uh, um, they've been unique in terms of the pandemic and everything. But I want to say to you, it is possible in 2021 and beyond for each and every one of us listening to me this morning 
to live your whole life in a way that God approves of. It's not impossible. It is very much possible to do so. And that includes living a life where every single challenge that you and I face, no matter how big, no matter how small it may be, that you will always know the right thing to do in God's eyes. And not only that, that you will do the right thing in God's eyes. Let me read some scriptures to you. Isaiah 43 verse 2. It says, when you pass through the waters, I will be with you. This is God speaking. When you pass through the rivers, they will not sweep over you. When you walk through the fire, you will not be burned. The flames will not set you ablaze. Joshua chapter 1 verse 9 says, Have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. For the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. This is God speaking again. Psalm 23 verse 4. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. For you are with me and your rod and your staff, they comfort me. It's a famous extract from the famous Psalm 23. As many of you may know, by the Lord being my shepherd. Now, all of the above scriptures are reminders of God's promises. And also how God wants us to be in life as we navigate through life challenges. And we can do this every time through our human spirit being influenced daily by the spirit of God, by God's spirit. Now, let me just do a bit of explanation. Now, see, when, when God created man, as we know from the Bible, the first man God created was Adam. Bible says that when he created man, he breathed his life into man. And at that point, man's human spirit came into existence from the breath of God. He breathed into man. And that's when man received a human spirit. We received our own spirit from God breathing into us. Now, our human spirit or your human spirit is the deepest part of your being. In fact, let me define what the human spirit is. The human spirit, basically, in essence, is your conscience. Every single person has a conscience. It's the part of you that decides what is right or what is wrong. It's the part that, that feels guilty, in a sense, or feels condemnation, or it feels justified when things happen. Now, see, outside of God, and let's say that people that don't know God, people that, are, um, that don't believe in God, or whatever their position is, their human spirit guides them to do what they think is right based on their experience, based on their background, based on their culture, based on their feelings, etc. And it causes them or helps them to decide what they believe for themselves is right or wrong. But when you become a Christian, when you become a child of God, what happens is, is that God's spirit, the Holy Spirit, then becomes to live inside of you. In fact, the scripture says that the Holy Spirit dwells in you. In other words, he lives within you. And when he lives within you, he begins to have influence over your human spirit. So there's your human spirit, but then there's the Holy Spirit, that is God's spirit, that lives inside of you, that influences your human spirit. Now, your human spirit doesn't disappear because the Holy Spirit comes on board. 
your human spirit will always be there because God, remember, he breathed that into you and he gave that to you. But as a child of God, you also have the Holy Spirit, God's spirit that lives within your human spirit. And if you're a child of God, the Holy Spirit lives inside of your spirit. So that means now that as a child of God, as a Christian, that the Holy Spirit begins to influence your ability to know right from wrong in the sight of God. The Holy Spirit influences now what you believe is justified or what you feel condemned about. And probably most significantly, the Holy Spirit helps you understand the word of God and opens your eyes to unlock its many hidden truths. There are so many hidden truths in the Bible, but the Holy Spirit opens your eyes to understand and to see those things. And the Holy Spirit also provides you with a personalized revelation of his word to you as an individual. This is what the Holy Spirit does as it lives inside of us. Hebrews 4.12 says this, says, for the word of God is alive and active, sharper than any double-edged sword. It penetrates even to dividing the soul and the spirit, joints and marrow. It judges the thoughts and the attitudes of the heart. This is what the word of God does. It divides the soul and it divides the spirit. So as we receive and as we read the word of God, it helps to split, bring separation between the things that are in your soul, and I'll explain that in a minute, and the things that are in your human spirit. It's the part of you that connects with God, your human spirit. However, the impact or the weight of the influence of the Holy Spirit on your human spirit comes down to you, you and I, developing and training your human spirit to work with the Holy Spirit. You know, a few weeks ago, I remember Jean-Marc, uh, shared and he spoke about when he became a Christian if I said about before he became a Christian he, he mentioned about how he was he used to uh, be involved with his friends and they used to you know make all these coarse jokes all these kind of things but then when he became a Christian he said that he started he stopped you know taking part and joining in and laughing at all the coarse jokes that him and his friends used to make and his friends noticed and that's because there was a difference because the Holy Spirit came upon him when he became saved. And the things that before that he felt was okay to do, the Holy Spirit now was showing him that, no, those things in God's eyes, you shouldn't be doing those things anymore. And he began to stop. Now, in the same way, over time, had John Mark not trained his human spirit over time in terms of doing things to, to, to uh, allow the Holy Spirit to influence him. Had he not trained him, his human spirit to receive help from the Holy Spirit, eventually he would have gone right back into, to, uh, you know, in the, well, right back to his old ways in terms of, you know, going into these jokes and these kind of things. So in other words, the onus is on you and I to allow our human spirit to develop, to receive help from the Holy Spirit. The onus is on us to train our human spirit, to allow the Holy Spirit to do everything that he desires to do within our lives. And later on, I will go into how we can train our human spirit. An important thing to, to, to note from this, this word is that our, our human spirit was created by God so that we can contact God. 
and we can also receive from him. You know, I mentioned before about um, our soul. The way that we're made up, we're made up from our, from body, soul, and spirit. So all of us, we have a body, we live in a body. And we have a soul. Your soul is your unique personality. So we're made up of body, we're made up of soul and of, and of spirit. But it's your spirit that I mentioned before, your human spirit. That is the only part of you that had the ability to contact God, to communicate with God, to receive from God. And there's a key scripture that mentions this in John chapter 4, verse 24. It says, God is spirit. And those who worship him must worship in spirit and in truth. So as you worship God, as you get to know God, it's your spirit, your human spirit. That's the part of you that connects with God, not your body, not your soul, not the, the part of you that, yeah, let's say your soul is like your, your unique personality. That's not the part of you that connects with God. It's your, it's your spirit, your human spirit that connects with God. So in order for us to contact God, to worship him in spirit, we have to use our human spirit to know him. However, and this is the important point I want to make here, <clears throat> we mustn't make the mistake in believing that the Holy Spirit, God's Spirit, will do everything for us and that we just sit back and we let the Holy Spirit do all that he needs to do because the Holy Spirit has come upon us when we, when we became a Christian. That is the biggest mistake we can make. Many a time when people become a Christian and they recognize that God's Spirit comes upon them, at times they rely on the Holy Spirit completely to do absolutely everything, to lead and to direct them. They rely on the Holy Spirit to get them to pray. Oh, I don't I, I don't feel the Holy Spirit is leading me to pray, so I'm not going to pray. doesn't make any sense. We have to train our spirits to work with the Holy Spirit so that when the Holy Spirit is showing us something, when the Holy Spirit is revealing things to us, because our human spirits have been trained and we have been developed in a certain way, we can respond in obedience to the thing that the Holy Spirit is leading, leading us to. It's like, for example, when you've been, if you've been admitted to hospital, when you go to hospital for whatever reason, if you rely on the medical staff to do absolutely everything for you whilst you were there, and whilst you have that mindset, you're expecting to be discharged, it's not going to happen. Because as much as the doctors and the medical team are there to help you, there's still an onus on you whilst you're in hospital, to accommodate that help that they're giving to you in order for you to be better and eventually be discharged. If you went into hospital and let's say your legs are not working properly and you just lay there expecting the, the, the medical staff to assist your legs and you didn't do anything at all, you'll be in the hospital for a long time. You need to be the one eventually when a doctor has done stuff medically the onus is on you now to do things with your legs, to go through rehabilitation or physiotherapy or whatever it is. So it's about accommodating and receiving the help on offer. And the Bible talks about the Holy Spirit being our helper. So with our human spirits, we need to ensure that we are training our spirits to receive help from the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit wants to direct your life in, 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 in such a dynamic way. But we have to work with the Holy Spirit and accommodate him and train and develop our spirits to do all the things that he wants us to do. So there is a personal responsibility that you and I have 
to develop our human spirits, to receive help so that the Holy Spirit can influence us in a stronger way day by day. Now the truth is that you could be somebody that's been saved or been a Christian for years, many, many years, but yet you live in a way that God doesn't approve of. For example, you may be living in sin in different ways. You may be living in fear, fear of different things. You may be living in unforgiveness. Somebody has done something to you and you just can't, you just cannot uh, uh, bring yourself to forgive that person. You may be living in, in pride or your law unto yourself. Those are examples of, of, of ways that God does not approve of how we live. Or on the flip side, you may be doing things in God's side that may be right. Maybe none of those things um, apply to you. But yet maybe you have not developed or matured in a certain area. Such as, for example, your, your ability to trust God hasn't developed over the years. You trust God in certain areas, but in other areas you just don't trust him. But the Bible tells us that as Christian that we are to win souls. So maybe you just don't really have a desire to, to speak to others about Jesus or to share your faith with others. Simply because, and the reason behind it is simply because you haven't put things in place to help to strengthen and to feed and to develop your human spirit. Because if the Holy Spirit wants to do a work in you, your spirit needs to be at a certain level. You know, a good, a, good, a good illustration of this is using a radio, a traditional radio um, that has been around for years. Developing your human spirit is like how a radio is used to catch radio waves. You turn the radio on, you tune it in, and you can hear whatever the, the invisible waves that you cannot see. Once it's tuned in properly, you can begin to hear whatever radio station is out there. But if you're not tuned in, you cannot hear. Even though those radio waves are there, if you're not tuned in correctly, you cannot hear the radio station that you want to tune into. And it's the same with our human spirit. It's similar to the radio. And if our human spirits are tuned in to the things of God and to the Holy Spirit, you will hear clearly the things that God is saying to us. But we need to develop our human spirits. And that's the point I'm making. In order for us to be able to hear in the same way that we can hear the radio station. Now there are times you may, you may hear, um, if you listen to different preachers preaching, at times when they're preaching, they say things like, I, I felt in my spirit, or they say, I heard in my spirit. This is an example of them explaining about how the Holy Spirit leads and directs them. And it's in the same way that we can be led and directed that the Holy Spirit speaks to us. Because our spirits, our human spirits, they can be educated in the same way that um, our minds can be educated. They can be trained, the human spirit can be trained in the same way your mind can be trained. trained. So right now, what I want to do is I want to go over four practices, four ways that we can help to feed and to strengthen and to train our, our own human spirits in order for us to receive the direction from the Holy Spirit. The four ways of this, number one, is by meditation on the word of God. The second one is by practicing the word of God. 
The third is by giving the word of God first place. And the fourth, the final one, is by instantly obeying the voice of the Spirit. The first thing I want to go into the first one is meditation on the word of God. Now, meditation is, is an interesting dynamic because when you think of, when most people think of meditation, they think of yoga. Now, unless you, you, you do yoga, you've done yoga, and it's not something that I would advise generally because it's the source of yoga is not the best, but I could talk separately about that. But unless you have done yoga, most people think that they've never meditated before, but that isn't the case. If you've ever worried about anything, you've meditated. If you've ever been excited about anything, you've meditated. If you've ever pondered on anything that's been on your mind for a long period of time, you've meditated. All those things are a form of meditation. I see meditation in God's word. Let me tell you, it is a key way to develop spiritual wisdom as well as helping to develop and to train your human spirit. Joshua chapter uh, 1, verse 8, the scripture says, it says, this book of the law shall not depart out of your mouth, but you shall meditate therein day and night, that you may observe to do according to all that is written. For then you shall make your way prosperous and you shall have good success. This was God speaking to Joshua in the Old Testament. I was saying to him that as he meditates on God's word, day and night, doesn't mean literally day and night, but as you, you involve the word of God in your day, in your life, that you will be prosperous and have good success. Now see, if God didn't want us or Joshua to be prosperous, he wouldn't have said that in his word. If God didn't want Joshua or us to succeed, he wouldn't have said that in his word. And, and any scripture that's in the Bible, the Bible says that these scriptures are given to us as an example to help us. So in the same way that God wants Joshua to be prosperous and successful, he wants you and he wants I to be prosperous and successful in whatever we're doing. So if you want to accomplish all the things in your heart, and you want to accomplish the things that God has revealed to you, you are encouraged to take the time to meditate on the word of God. Feed on his word. Hold on to his word. Rely on his word. Put your hope, put your trust in the word of God. And by doing so, what you are doing is you are training your human spirit to increase in its capacity to be influenced by God's spirit. In fact, when all else fails, let God's word be the one thing that you, that you treasure because his word never fails. God word will, God's word will never, ever fail you. You know, since uh, lockdown has taken place, since obviously we've been in this pandemic from March, um, from last year up until now. And I'm sure many of you know there's been an absolute barrage of, of issues in terms of people struggling with mental health, um, struggling with depression uh, and, 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 and similar matters. And it's impacted so many different people. I'm even, you'll see those listening to me now, you may have been impacted 
yourself. But let me tell you what the ultimate cure is for mental health. It's the word of God. It's meditation on the word of God. Because the more you spend internalizing God's word through meditation, the stronger your spirit, your human spirit becomes stronger to receive assistance from the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit will influence your spirit in such a way that literally God's word becomes your reality more than anything else. That's why it's so important to read scriptures that relate to your situation. Because there is nothing that can take place in your life that the word of God does not cover. Any situation that you face, there is a word in the scripture that covers that word, that covers that situation. And it's for you to spend time meditating, as I said before, feeding on it, relying on it, trusting him on it. And by doing so, you are training your human spirit. You are developing your human spirit to receive help from the Holy Spirit. Even if you take five, 10 minutes a day, finding a scripture and you ponder, you feed on it, you speak it, you go over it in your mind, that scripture will eventually shape you because you're not then focusing on what is happening around you. You're not focusing on whatever the situation is that has made you feel depressed or that has made you uh, be fearful or to be distressed by whatever happening. But the word of God that you are meditating on will become your reality. And as a result, you will grow more spiritually. Let's go back in our scripture in Joshua chapter 1, verse 8. As I said before, it says that, that, that you may, it says that you will make your way prosperous and that you will have good success. The word says that whatever you put your hands to, or para, I'm, I'm paraphrasing, whatever you put your hands to based on that scripture, is saying that you will be successful in the sight of God. And this comes through meditating on God's word. It also says that this word shall not depart out of your mouth. In other words, it's saying that we should talk about the word. You know, many of us have conversation about so many things. And at times our conversations can be quite trivial. They have no real value. You're just talking about stuff that doesn't have particular value, if we're honest. Not all the time, but sometimes. But how often do you talk about the word of God? How often do you have a conversation with somebody about the word of God? I'm not talking about finding a, a loophole in the Bible, something that you think is so controversial that you think, I don't believe that scripture. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about a word that has inspired you. A word that when you've read it, that you're thinking, wow, this word is so true. Like Philippians 4.13, I could do all things through, through Christ who strengthens me. How often have you pondered on that word that you could do all things through Christ who strengthens you? It's not some pretend scripture. It's not some imaginary word. It's the word of God. The Bible says that you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. So talk about the word. Have conversations with people about the word of God. That is all part of meditation. Another part of meditation is thinking of the word. Think 
about it. This is the whole point of pondering. Now, there's a Hebrew word for part of the Hebrew um, translation for the word meditation is to mutter. So mutter the word, speak the word to yourself. Psalms chapter 40 verse 3 says, he put a new song in my mouth, a hymn of praise to our God. Many will see and fear the Lord and put their trust in him. This is David, King David in the Bible saying this. The context of this scripture, King David had killed somebody. King David had committed adultery. People wanted to kill him. He was completely depressed. I think he even went this far to say that he didn't want to live anymore. So maybe he was even contemplating taking his own life or he just wanted somebody to, to kill him. So this, this, this is, understand that when David gave, uh, uh, um, said these things in the book of Psalms, he was going through an extreme situation. But look what he said in the midst of what he's going through. He said, he put a song in. God put a song, a new song in my mouth. A hymn of praise to God. He said, many will see and fear the Lord and put their trust in him. May God put a new song in your mouth in the same way that he put a new song in, in, in David's mouth. A song of praise. As you meditate on his word. God will put a new song in your mouth in Jesus' name. So you can bring any situation in your life before God and meditate on his word. Meditate on his word in light of that situation that you're going through and know that God will get you through. I want to read some of these scriptures with you. And as I'm reading them, I want to allow... I want you to just allow the, the, the truth of these scriptures to, to, to speak to you. And in your own time, I want to encourage you to even meditate on these scriptures. I said this one before, and I'll say it again. Philippians 4.13. Fear not, for I am with you. Do not be dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. Deuteronomy 31.6 says, be strong and courageous. Do not fear or be in dread. For it is the Lord your God who goes with you. He will not leave you. He will not forsake you. Isaiah 40, um, chapter 40, verse 31. But they who wait for the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. Psalm 56, verse 3 and 4. When I am afraid, I put my trust in you. In God, whose word I praise. In God, I trust and I am not afraid. What can mere mortals do to me? You know, there's a, there's a famous minister called uh, Kenneth Hagen. 
famous American minister. And he wrote a book, which I've been using as part of my this uh, message, called Being Led by the Holy Spirit. And he said that the Lord would lead him at times. Any, even before he heard anything about meditation, so the Lord would lead him just to lie in his bed and just begin to mutter the word of God. He would just lie in his bed and God would just reveal scriptures to him that related specifically to him. And he would just begin to speak those scriptures upon him. He began to repeat those scriptures, but he would have you speaking and he'd beginning, he would begin to embrace those scriptures for himself. So for example, the one I read in Psalms 56. When I'm afraid, I put my trust in you. When I'm afraid, I put my trust in you. Let that be your portion. That whenever fear attempts to bring its head upon you, that you will put your trust in God. My time is up right now. I want to pray. And I've said quite a few things this morning but I want to spend some time praying I want to pray for those who want the Lord to revive their human spirit hopefully you've understood the whole concept of how the human spirit um, is that every single one of us has a human spirit but unless you are saved and you receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior you will not have the Holy Spirit inside of you it's only those who have given their hearts to the Lord that have the Holy Spirit in them. And it's the Holy Spirit that begins to influence your human spirit. But I want to pray two prayers. The first, I want to pray for those of us who want the Lord to revive their human spirit, to develop your spirit in order to receive help from the Holy Spirit. If that's you, just lift your hands where you are. I want to pray with you. Heavenly Father, we just come before you this morning. And each and every person of God who wants to receive a new touch in their spirit, a revival in their human spirit, in order to receive help from the Holy Spirit, Lord, I bring them before you. And I pray, oh God, that Lord, that you will give us, oh God, a fresh touch, that you will help our human spirits to accommodate the help that your Holy Spirit gives to us. When you speak to us, May you call us, O oh God, to receive a fresh touch from you so that our human spirits will be in total obedience and work in unity with your spirit. Touch us afresh, I pray, O oh God, in the name of Jesus. Amen. I also want to pray for those, those of us who have felt that their human spirit has become dull or unresponsive to the Holy Spirit. That may not be, I just feel that for a few of you, I think that that, that that may be the case. That over time, your human spirit has become dull, it's become unresponsive to the leading of the Holy Spirit. If that's you, I just wanna pray with you concerning this. Father, you see the ones that this prayer applies to. And I bring them before you this morning, those, oh God, who have felt in their spirits that it's become dull and unresponsive to you. Father, where it's been through, maybe neglecting their 
looking after their own human spirit. On their behalf, I ask for your forgiveness. The Lord, that you will help them, oh God, to draw closer to you. The Lord, that you will touch them, you will help them, oh God, to turn from having a dull and unresponsive spirit to having a spirit of God that is energetic, to having a spirit of God that is obedient to you, that you will touch them this morning, that you will speak to them and draw them closer to you. I pray that from this point onwards, oh God, that Lord, that you will give them a new desire in their spirit to seek you, to meditate on your word, to spend time with you, oh God, to have ears to hear you and to obey the things that you are showing to them. Father, may you touch them, I pray, in the name of Jesus. Amen. Finally, I want to pray for those of you online. If you're here this morning and you don't know Jesus, I want to give you an opportunity to know him. You know, I mentioned at the very beginning that every single person has a human spirit. God has given to us a human spirit. But the Holy Spirit is only given to those who have received Jesus as the Lord and Savior. So if you are online and you are not a child, you're not not a Christian, you haven't given your life to the Lord, I want to give you an opportunity this morning to receive the Lord as your Savior and allow the Holy Spirit to come upon your human spirit. If that's you, just raise your hands and I want to join with you and just pray a prayer of salvation. Just repeat after me. Heavenly Father, I come before you this morning and I recognize you as my Lord and Savior. Forgive me of all my sins. I believe that you died on a cross and that you rose again. I ask you to come into my heart. Forgive me of all the sins I've committed. And from this day, I choose to live with you forever. Amen. Amen. If you pray that prayer from your heart, then congratulations, you are now a child of God. And I want to encourage you, that whoever invited you, that you can speak to them concerning this start of your journey at the church. We are, we are here to help you as well. So if you want assistance from the church um, in helping you on this journey, you can just reach out or put the information in the chat and we can get in touch with you and help you um, on this journey as a child of God. It's, it's literally the beginning. It's the start of the journey. But as a church, we're here with you to support you. And as I said to you as before, as part of the word I shared, you now have the Holy Spirit to assist you. You don't have your own human spirit by yourself. The Holy Spirit is now with you to guide you and to direct you as you live, to live your life as a child of God. Amen.